Hello. Hello and welcome. Welcome back. What you didn't see there was us dancing to the... <laughs> to the jingle. To the jingle. How narcissistic of us. Dancing, it's just a good good way to start. Dancing to the tune that we uh, that we wrote. Yeah. Um, which you, if you're listening, want to do a jingle for TV, we're open. Um, <laughs> we're open for business. Open for business if you guys want to reach out. Anyway, so as promised, we're back for season two, episode two. Yeah. Which is going to be dedicated to... This one is all about um, the TV shows we've watched this year. Yeah. I feel or, very American. Not this year. Last oh, year. sorry, last year. Yeah, yeah, 2020. I feel very American saying TV shows. So how do you want to say it? Programs. Programs. <laughs> Can we call them series? Series, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, so as you might have imagined... We watched a lot of TV in 2020. Yeah, I don't be- think we're alone in that. No, there was just... I feel like I've watched the whole of like the Netflix catalogue by now. At least the good things. Um, because we were just indoors. I think I've seen lots of articles of people recommending things and saying, have you got to the end of Netflix? Try this. Because <laughs> everyone's pretty much uh, watched a lot of the catalogue. Yeah, we were lucky because we also... Um, because we did six months in Portugal, and in Portugal we had um, HBO. Oh, we had a lot of HBO shows to watch, and some of them have made our uh, top five. Um, so the way we're gonna do this: so Jen's got her top five of sh- shows for um, 2020. I've got my own top five. There's a bit of overlap there, as you might um, expect, um, but we'll just go through it together. And as usual, Jen will go first. Oh, thank so, you. So, Jen. What's your first show? So the first one, and I oh, can... shall we start from the fifth and then like build our way up to the. Fourth? Oh, okay. I hadn't okay. actually put mine in order, but I think they're in the right order anyway. Actually. Yeah, I think mine too. Maybe I'd swap a couple. Okay, I'll start with my fifth. Okay. In fifth place for me, which I don't think you've got on your list. Yeah. No. Okay. So in fifth place for me <clears throat> is Devs. Very good choice. Devs. We watched that on HBO and. Oh, I know what we can do. We can give the IMDb rating. I like that you've uh, said that as if you, if you just thought about it when we clearly planned that we were going <laughs> to do that. I kind of only just thought about it. So it's a mini series. It's only got eight episodes. So I feel like you can... Binge watch it. Yeah, watch yeah. it quite quickly. I gave it eight out of ten. On IMDb, it's got 7.7. So our rule is we don't watch anything that's under seven on IMDb, which I think is a good rule because anytime I've been rule. like, oh, well, I'll just watch something that's 6.8. No, it always ends really badly. Yeah. So Devs is, um, it's quite sci-fi. Um, and it's, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's about kind of a, a big tech company and what they do in the development department. And it's all about kind of this girl's involvement with with that tech company and how it all goes a little bit. Yeah, wrong. it's a bit of a, like a tech plot. It's a it's a beautiful uh, show. It didn't make my top five just because there were other shows that I wanted to include, but it's definitely one of the best shows I watched last year. Um, but yeah, it's just one of those um, shows where they take a tech company and everything seems like seemingly um, good. Uh, no like malice in anything that they're doing and then you kind of realize that there is something more like something more than than meets the eye oh very good very sinister sinister um, yeah it's a bit creepy actually i think i think there's a quote towards the end that stayed with me i can't remember if i'm uh, quoting it um correctly but he said like the problem with tech ceos is that they think they're They're messiahs is it messiahs 
I think that they say that they're gods, and then she says, or prophets or something. Oh yeah, because she says the problem with yeah. So you're right. It's messiahs. the The problem with text uh, CEOs is that they all think they're the messiah, and we're not going to say. That's what, not spoiler. Why is that important? Because that's, that's but a I bit feel of like that's spoiler. quite accurate, but isn't that's it? That's quite accurate. And obviously, you now have had we've had like last year and I think this year as well, like the big like the Googles, the Facebooks, the the Apples, also like being um, taken to court because of like obviously the influence they have in the world and the way we perceive the world and what we see and the, all of that so that's it's a really good show so that was a very good um, pick from you yeah that was fifth place for me so what was your fifth place my fifth place and um, would have to be des uh, and the reason why i picked des des, des let's that oh. sounds very similar to devs but this it, is it's just des des short for desmond i think <clears throat> and it's a story about this um muswell hill serial killer and Muswell Hill is a neighboring, um, <laughs> neighboring, <laughs> very local. Yeah. Yeah. So we go there often. So, uh, we kind of know where he used to live. I think he was in the seventies. I want to say seventies. Yes. <clears throat> I want to say that too. Um, and it's with, uh, David Tennant, oh. wh- whom I love. I think he's an amazing actor and I'm not saying this just because he used to be Doctor Who. <laughs> um, I really think he's a tremendous talented, um, actor and, on IMDb, there's has also seven point seven. I would highly recommend it. It's based on um, on oh, it's actually Des is short for Dennis. That is true, not Desmond. Dennis, Dennis Nilsson. Um, and it's a real like it's a it's based on on um, on a real story, on a true story. And um, I think you guys should should watch it. It's really really good. Um, it's also a bit dark and macabre. And um, but yeah, it's definitely worth watching. It's only, I think, also like a couple of episodes, like three episodes. Yeah, so you can watch it like in one afternoon if your stomach allows it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, definitely a good one for you guys to to watch. What's your number four? Number four, I think for me, is going to have to be years and years. Good pick. Good, good pick. Um, Years and years is, again, it was HBO. And uh, it's also Russell T. Davis, yeah. who also did Doctor Who. Who who's done he's done loads of good things, hasn't yeah. he? It's so good. It's oh look, I gave it okay, on IMDB I gave it ten. Ten out of ten. Wow. It's a solid show. It's one. Okay, maybe only. it should have been further mm-hmm. up. Yeah, I gave it ten and it's got eight point three. Yeah, it's only six episodes. Um and basically it's it follows a family throughout kind of decades of their lives and what happens to them, and it's just a vision of a really dystopian future and i think the thing that gets to you about it is kind of the year that we've lived through it felt very plausible that some of the things in the plot could happen and it was so powerful it was kind of like social commentary at its best and really heartbreaking as well it's an amazing cast as well a really good cast yeah um and i just thought it was so solid solid really good show it's also like spooky, like how close it is to reality. Um, yeah. Some of the events that we're going through politically and, and uh, socioeconomically and all of that. Like, I think it's spot on um, and hopefully it won't come to fruition because it can get quite dark, especially the scene with the, the migrants. Like oh, that, that was that was I sobbed throughout that episode. That's that's one of the last episodes that's very very dark and i know it's also it's still happening um we were saying like it won't come to fruition it's already happening it's already happening and it's Um, happened yeah but yeah it's a it's a solid show 
Um, I did not include that one on my list because I also wanted to mention another show which we thoroughly enjoyed. Is this your fourth place? My fourth place. Called Flowers. Oh! Which is a little known show. I don't think much. I don't people, know why. I don't think many people know about this show. It was, I think, on Channel 4. And, I feel uh, like it was maybe even BBC, but... <clears throat> I oh think no. it's Channel 4. Channel 4, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's got, like, Olivia Coleman, and she's just amazing. Like, she... She, she can't like act poorly she's just amazing um and the, the whole premise of the show is just it's just bonkers it's there's a lot of like it's a dark show it's like a dark comedy but it's all about kind of uh, it's to me it was family. all about mental health and depression yeah. and that was a really big theme and i think there's not enough on tv that goes into that really not in the way that they did it because they did it in a very like dark and um funny way as mm. well like dark humor and i have to uh and i hope you're listening uh, I have to give a shout out to RB because RB was the one that... Um, Did he tell you about that, it? Yeah. yeah, that recommended this show to me. And RB, you were like right on the money. On the money. Which is funny because you work in finance. <laughs> you, were right, you were right on the money. I'm hoping... I hope you're, you're laughing right now. Um, because this show is is really, really well done. Uh, the acting is spot on. The way they they address mental health. the It gets so, so heavy, like so so psychologically heavy for for the viewer um especially in season one i think season two is a bit there's only two seasons season one is very very heavy i think season two is a bit like more light-hearted until it gets to the end and then that series finale is just like is just i don't know it just blew me away um it leaves you feeling quite sad but in a good way it's just it's just so well done um that you feel yeah it, it it's moving it is quite moving. What did you give it on IMDb? Oh, yeah. So I give it 10 out of 10. And the rating on IMDb is 8.2 out of 10. So you guys can see that it's a good show. It's only two seasons, probably like five or six episodes per season. So again, you can watch it in on a weekend now because you have nothing to do. Nothing else to do. After yeah. you listen to this podcast, just just put flowers on. Um, and I'm sure you won't be um, disappointed. Yeah. So now the next three shows... We are in agreement. Um, I don't know really, if we would agree like on the order, but I, I think would agree like, on that order. They are like all like number one for me. To yeah, it's you. Hard. they are so good. Do you want to start with like so we do like um, drama, humor, like drama, comedy, drama, or how do you want to do? I this? would I would actually have it in that order. I okay, think, let's maybe. do that. There. Yeah. So number three for us is Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek, and why is it on number three? Tell us a bit I bet more everyone about... was waiting for that. I mean, that's a bit of a cliche. It yeah. is a bit of a cliche, but you know, the thing with cliches is sometimes they're right. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes they're there for a reason. Um, everyone has watched. I Shit's feel like Creek it's last yeah, year. it's one of the cult lockdown hits, isn't yeah. it? But I found it was so what we need during this time that it was yeah. light-hearted, funny, um, a beautiful story, full of really good lessons, and just so funny and not, nothing quite like it on tv and it was easy watching but not shallow because it you know it was it was great i thought it was really really good i think it's a it's a comedy show that doesn't revolve around gags i like that um of like there's not there's not a build-up to a punchline it's more like character driven i knew you were gonna say that and uh and i like that and i think the characters go on a journey there's a there's there's growth in those characters if you look at alexis in season one mm. season five like the whole family goes on a journey um which i i think it's a journey that if you if you're willing to give them that chance 
you're not going to regret it. I think season one is a bit of a, of a, a bit of a slow burner. Um, I don't. It think, is. I don't think it's amazing. Season Stick one. with it. Stick with it. Season two slightly better, and then I think season three things start like really to to get really really good. Um, some characters I feel like in season one they weren't sure what to do with them, and then like throughout the show they figure out their uh, their purpose. Um, and uh, I don't know. Some scenes will stay with me, and they still make me laugh. Um, and fold the, in the cheese. <laughs> the fold in the cheese is a good, really good one. The cast again, amazing, uh, really, really good, and really uh, talented people. Um, and um, yeah, it's a show that I think will stay with us because I think it's also a bit timeless because it doesn't have that sort of like, I don't know. You know when you watch Friends, it's always like a punchline. Every like thirty seconds, there's a punchline. Fr- Friends, I Friends is like one of my top time favorite shows, but it's funny how dated things get very quickly yeah. though there are lots of lines in there that you're like oh that would not fly today like that is a bad bad line and i feel like in schitt's creek maybe not also i think the, the beautiful thing about schitt's creek lots of people have written really well about this is um having like a, a bisexual character um, yeah. as one of the main characters and the fact that the way he chose to kind of write it in the show was that they don't experience any um prejudice prejudice or or anything like that and that was actually really beautiful for once because you know you always see um programs or shows or films where you know they always run into that and it's just like or let's... make it like a big thing and they just didn't like yeah just, and although that is normal couple the truth it was yeah just like, yeah just getting on it was it. really refreshing to see them just living their lives and not having to deal with that kind of thing so i also thought that was a great kind of just a great thing no i i would agree um again what does it got on IMDb? We I think we both give it ten out of ten, and it's got eight point five solid, solid on score. IMDb. I think when it, there were some moments that it made us cry. Um, oh, the which, end! I was weeping, and it's uh, and I think it's good when a comedy has that range to make you like laugh and also make you cry. Um, but again, it's also all to do with the characters and that Alexis dance and the the Alexis song is something that sometimes still pops into my head and I find myself singing it and it just makes me smile. Um, so yeah, definitely give that one um, a shot. Okay, next, number two. Number two, we have Watchmen. Watchmen. Watchmen is beautiful. It's so good. I'm going to tell you guys a story. So I was watching Watchmen because I, <laughs> we always watch shows together. Um, but sometimes like there's shows that I don't want to watch or that Jen doesn't want to watch. Uh, so we're kind of like, oh, I'm, I'm interested in watching the show. Do you want to watch it? And if one of us says no, the other one can go ahead and watch it by themselves. You have to check first. That's, you have to check That's first. the rule. That's just courtesy. You know? <laughs> we're not animals. <laughs> Anywho, um, so with um, Watchmen, I um, started watching it because Jen said, I'm not interested. That's one of your shows type thing. And I started watching it. And like by episode, episode three, I think. Yeah, two or three. Two or three. Um, Jen got really into the story so I was watching it was episode 3 I was watching it and she just was in the living room at that time and started um, watching the episode and then got really into the story so we had to go back and watch episode 1 and 2 again and 3 because she you hadn't watched. watched everything so I actually watched half of the show twice uh, but I don't regret it because it's a really good show it's so well done Do you know that also happened with Shit's Creek did it? yeah you started watching like the first two or something oh yeah and again <laughs> I was cooking and kind of could overhear it. And I was like, hmm, this is quite funny. <laughs> so it's, yeah, it does happen. But back to Watchmen. Oh, it's based on, do you want to explain what it's based on? I think it's based on like um, um, comic. a comic book. Yeah. And it's, there was also like the, the movie that came out a few years ago. 
Um, so it's that that sort of like, oh, I, I'm about to maybe do a faux pas, but I think it's based on the Marvel universe. And if it's not, so oh, you're gonna, gonna get, <laughs> I'm gonna get the comments. Oh, you can hit us on uh, stuff we like the podcast. <laughs> if I'm wrong, stuff we like we po- uh, stuff we like the podcast at gmail.com. That's our email address. Tell me if I'm wrong, but I think it's Marvel. What's the rival DC? Yeah, and if it's DC, I don't know about these things. So it's one or the other. Again, I mean no harm. I'm just trying to. To, to explain to you why it's such a good show. It's so well done. The character, the lead character, she's got so much personality. Regina King. Is that the name of the the actor? Yeah, she. so she's got so big recently. And funnily enough, I remember her from um, Cringe, A Cinderella Story, when I was younger. Ooh. She was like a side character, but she's got really, really big now. And she's um, recently like directed a film... I can't remember, about like Malcolm X or something like that, but she's in her prime kind of... She, she won an Oscar for... If Beale Street Could Talk, I think, which is another film. But anyway, in Watchmen, I think it goes to show how good it is because I'm not usually into kind of, I don't know, comic books or sci-fi type things, but this was so well done. It didn't kind of matter to me. It's not my no, usual it's taste. it's so but... well done. And um, it's, I'm looking at the rating on IMDb and again, it's a solid 8.1. Yeah. Um, we give it obviously 10 out of 10. Um, the main character, like it's the characters are also like so well written. Um, even like the old man, and it's just beautiful and it's really deep as well. The way it's there's written. a lot of racism. There's a, like they talk about racism, they talk about discrimination, they talk about like there's a lot of social uh, issues we have and how far they've gone. And the one, the the really good thing about it is that I think it starts once again. I should have done a bit of research before we started recording this. If I'm wrong email us and tell me I'm wrong. But I think this um, this starts with the Tulsa massacre, which is yes, something that it I think it's in Tulsa. If I'm if I'm wrong, please let me know. But I think it starts in the Tulsa massacre, which was this um, this region, this the city, mostly, um, I think, per, almost like predominantly uh, black people lived in there. And it was called the Black Wall Street. There were lots of like black owned businesses, like dentists, like, um, I don't know, greengrocers, like a lot of like doctors and lawyers and all of that. And then one night, and this is this is actually true. One night, just just right wing extremists and racists and the KKK came in and just destroyed that that town, uh, killed everyone, burnt everything to the ground, and it's like nothing happened to them. They destroyed a black a black town, a black community, a thriving community, and nothing happened. And also, it's, not it's even, really not not well known at all. Exactly, it's not even mentioned in the history books. Like when you're in America, obviously, I wouldn't expect me in Portugal or maybe even you here in, in Britain when you're growing up to study this in school although I think we should because we study a lot of things but in America it's also not taught at school and there were I, I remember seeing it um, online afterwards like some some black people saying I didn't even know about this like this is part of like my community and I didn't know this existed mm. like this first of all that there was this thriving community that no one talks about because it also goes against the the prejudice that uh, black people are lazy or whatever. So they, they, there's a clear example that that's not true. Uh, but also, it's there was a massacre. People were literally killed. Children, old people, everyone. They just got just killed overnight for no reason. Um, and no one talks about it. And that was a, another good thing that came from the show. Because by opening up the show with that scene, 
you met a lot of people like go online, go to libraries and really research that topic and made them aware, such as what happened with us, made them aware that this happened. And yeah, that's another positive thing about this show. Yeah, it takes its root in an actual historical event and then works works out from there. I think you just summed up in like four words what I <laughs> said in like two minutes. There you go. I'll try to be more uh, concise. Um, okay, so this brings us to our number one show. Do you want to kick this one off? Yes, so this is Succession. Succession. Which and- we came to a little late because I think the first series, I'm not sure when it came out. Maybe we went that late. Um, I think I think we started watching it just as season two finished. I think they're like filming season three at the moment. Mm. So success- Succession is based on this kind of hugely wealthy family. Um, that run the biggest media and entertainment company in the world. And I'm just reading that out from IMDb. <laughs> this was uh, beautifully, beautifully read. Isn't it? Um, I'm going to probably make a faux pas here. But isn't it like based on like King Lear or like something? There were, I think we read something about it's that. It's something like, you know, when shows are based loosely on like a, a well-known tale like that. But it's basically about kind of the this patriarch family, of yeah. the family who's like this media mogul hugely wealthy and it's about kind of him um you know who's going to succeed him to the throne of you know yeah. the, the company and is essentially got, what it's about and it's he's got four children three four children three uh men and one woman yeah three sons and one daughter and yeah that's a better way of saying it <laughs> um and it's all about who will take over the company, basically. And they are all just kind of absolutely ruthless. Lot they do lots of bad things. They're all obviously kind of, they get away with it because they're rich. Yeah, they're filthy rich. Very flawed characters. They literally get away with. I murder. think a really good line about it is um a really good line is one of them says to the other, "You don't know what being being rich is like. Being a superhero, you can do whatever you want." And it's, I mean, I'm not rich, so I can't comment. But it sounds like you know that's what it is. And the runaway star of the show to me is Greg, the cousin. Oh my God, he's so good. Yeah, I forgot about him. Who's like the most kind of awkward. Oh, he's just, he's a great character. He's so sort of awkward and like a fish out of water. And it's got a great cast and it's it's just very, so well done. All the episodes, the writing, the, the writing, dialogue, yeah. everything is so sharp, so and quick. The, and season two, season two ends with a massive plot twist. Yes, it does, doesn't it? And they've been filming season three. I think they were going to start it like, last year and obviously the pandemic hit so i don't like i think they were supposed to release it uh this year but i don't know if it's gonna happen but um it's such a good show you've got like one of the one of the sons that basically just does whatever his dad wants him to do then you've got the more like libertarian like um liberal sort of like daughter that's a bit of a rebel but also is quite fond of her dad and wants to please her dad then you've got the hippie son that's the guy that just is just a complete hippie um and um and then you've got the one that's a bit um suffers with a lot of mental health mm. who i think is a magnificent actor who is also the brother of uh, macaulay culkin so the guy from home alone so oh yes brothers with, yeah but he's much more talented than i don't even know what happened to macaulay culkin um after home alone but this guy kieran culkin he is very very good um and you guys should definitely watch succession um watch season one and season two before uh season three comes out because you have some time so i would definitely recommend you guys watching it i think it's on now tv because it's um i think it's an hbo show yeah it's an hbo show Mm -hmm. so it's probably going to be on now tv so watch it um and yeah let us know what you think um what's our email address do you know jen 
So people... Stuff we like the podcast at gmail.com. Stuff we like the also... podcast at gmail.com. Mm, also, I've discovered, I think there's a website. I need to look it up. You can put it in the comments called justwatch.co.uk or something like that. And basically you put in any show that you want to watch and it will tell you where to find it because you know these days there's so many different streaming giants and sometimes yeah, we're just not so sure difficult. where to find something so we'll link that in the description box that's a good shout um i also wanted to seeing as you're mentioning that uh, website i wanted to mention you guys um a website that we forgot to mention after episode one um when we came back where we talked about the books uh which is bookshop.org dot no bookshop.co.uk Oh, I should check the website. I think it's bookshop.org. I think know. it's bookshop.org. So basically, they are rivaling or they're trying to uh, dethrone um, Amazon in, when it comes to, to book selling. Uh, and what they did was they partnered with lots of independent bookshops. And when you go to uh, bookshop.org and you buy a book from, from there, um, they're basically you, the book is being sold by an independent local um, bookshop. Uh, so you're actually supporting um, local bookshops. And we started using it last year, but you get your books within like, I don't know, 24 hours, 48 hours. It's really like quick. It's really quick. And how does it, I think the way it works is if you, you order and then it just splits the profits between like loads of independent bookshops you, or you can pick yeah, exactly. which one, which independent bookshop you want to order from. Yeah. So if you've got like a favorite one, <clears> like a local one that you like to buy from, especially now when like bookshops are closed doing because of lockdown, you can go there and say, I want to buy this book from this bookshop. And the profits or the money goes to that bookshop. I'm sure the website takes a cut, but yeah, but most predominantly the, the money will go to that bookshop. If you don't have a preference, they basically goes to like a, a communal pot, uh, pot and then at the end of the year, they just pl- split it evenly across all the bookshops, which I think is quite a, like, a nice thing to do. So mm. check that website, bookshop.org. Uh, they ship, I think, all over Europe. And I think they were trying to, to break into the American um, market as well. So. We saw it because it was in the window of House of Books, which is one of our yeah. independent ones. And we checked it out and it's really good. Um, and I think often people, I feel like sometimes people just go to Amazon just because they don't know where else to go to, yeah. which I'm not justifying it, but we've, you know, we've all done it. So anyway, that's a good website to support. And if you buy from Book Depository and if you're like, oh, I've got a good one. I did that before, but Amazon own it. It's owned by Amazon. <laughs> so um, sad. Let's stop making Jeff Bezos even richer and let's support local businesses. But anyway, so this was our top five shows um, of 2020. But we do have um, another show to mention to Ooh, you Oh, we've got some bonus categori- categories. Do you want to? Are you sure about how you <laughs> Yes, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Um, so we've got two is that it well we've got yes we've got just like a bonus extra and then an honorable mention because let's start start with the bonus and then the honorable mention okay my bonus which won't be a surprise to you is oh i can have a bonus as well i didn't know we were doing this one but i can think of one right right. sorry i just had to mention it my bonus is strictly come dancing 2020 Oh my word! I have never watched Strictly. I mean, I've I know what it is, and it, you know I've had it on the background before, but I've never watched a full series. And this year, it was an elixir of of life. It was just the best thing to watch in lockdown. If anyone hasn't seen it, yes, we know it's like cheesy. Yes, the VTs are a bit much, but the way they did it this year, honestly, if you didn't watch it you should watch it back on iPlayer because there was something so special about it. Like it brought joy to so many people's lives. And I actually think when people watch it back, it's like really symbolic of what was happening because the audience was empty. Everyone was in bubbles. You know, the behind the scenes 
cast and tv crew and cameras and stuff like that sacrificed so much like i don't think they could see their whole families the time that the show was filming and it goes on for something like 12 weeks it's a really long time and it just brought so much joy on a saturday night like it was you know so upbeat so nice and i just think it was really really what everyone needed um during the lockdown time and everyone or just you <laughs> it, apparently it's it's smashed all the ratings it ever has Good. it was wildly <clears throat> popular and it was you know so i think some people dismissed it i read some reviews like oh it's really frivolous and like why do we need this it's like because it's it made people feel better like it sounds really just like well why would you need anything but it's like well i don't know just the light-hearted entertainment and then the final thing i think the final happened um when the final happened just hours earlier it was the announcement of in the uk like basically christmas being cancelled and the way they handled that was just i don't know they just did it so well they saw everyone sort of said you know we're doing this for everyone and uh, you know what a dire time and we've just got to carry keep going and sort of carry on and this too shall pass and all the kind of presenters and everyone was welling up and i just thought it was a beautiful way to lift people's spirits on what was like a really horrible night for everybody um so that was my that was my bonus i couldn't couldn't not mention strictly okay on to the honorable mention and this one <laughs> I'll, I'll start painting the picture like we um this was just after we moved countries we were very very tired we moved to a, an empty flat we had to assemble a lot of furniture it took us about i think maybe the first couple of weeks the first week was very intense but then it didn't end there the second week also we had a lot of uh, furniture to assemble and we were very tired. And I remember one day we just sat on the couch and we were like, what are we going to watch? And we just wanted something like that we could just watch without having to waste a lot of energy or of our attention. Uh, and we came across this show. I don't even know how. I think it was me. I Well, I don't know how it was just there. I don't even, and was I was like, there. yeah, I want to watch this. And it's called My Octopus Teacher. Oh my goodness. And I'll let Jen tell you a bit more about My Octopus Teacher. <laughs> I'll just tell you the rating on IMDb, which is... Well, I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait until the end. end. Yeah, yeah. Just give people a bit of a, con- a bit context on this one. Okay, so it's a documentary about a south african guy i think it is i think he's south african yeah. who is like a, i think he's a filmmaker yeah a like documentary, a, f- a documentary yeah. maker and he does a lot with like nature and things like that yeah and he lives um he lives kind of close to the sea in south africa i don't know i can't remember whereabouts but basically he starts diving um i think he struggles maybe with mental health he as was well. basically he did like this I don't know, documentary, and he was exhausted physically and mm. he took a toll also on his uh, mental well-being. And he was a bit depressed and he started going out to sea just for, um, I think he was snorkeling. Uh, just Every diving. day is like a, this is, you know. It's just a way to cope with everyday living. Mm. Um, so that's how he started. And one of his dives when he was, um, and he was going through this like really like turbulent area with lots of like rocks seaweed and and yeah and and lots of waves quite dangerous um but one day i think after a while of diving he comes across an octopus a baby octopus yeah and the kind of documentary is all about how he ends up kind of tracking this octopus and kind of this this bond that they build like this friendship that develops between them he yeah al- he loves that octopus and this octopus at the beginning starts off i mean i won't give it all away but it starts off being very scared of of him and eventually kind of 
They become friends. They, they he, you know, gradually they start. She like gets closer and closer. Together. Yeah, they swim together. He knows where to find her, and it's just this <laughs> amazing. It is actually a beautiful story. Like it was first of all very strange, but very beautiful. But it's actually kind of rooted in like nature conservation and all those yeah. things. So to be honest, it is a very worthy cause as well. But I think the funny thing about us watching this was it was a very random choice, and we were kind of so tired when we watched it that it was like we were high or something <laughs> it was like the most bizarre watching experience because we, we follow so... and he obviously whenever he went to sea for a swim he took his camera with him and he uh filmed like loads and loads of uh interactions that he had with the octopus uh even like whenever the octopus was attacked and he was like worried uh for the octopus and there was there's these scenes where like i think he the octopus loses one of its uh legs and he was scared and then like obviously a couple of weeks later it regenerates and he has like a limb again um and just reminds you what amazing creatures octopus and he was just basically are. praising like the, the the octopus intelligence and like it was it was playful oh it's a she i think she was playful um and she was um and even like the way uh, the octopus uses like um shells for protection basically using tools which also shows a lot of um uh intelligence um and then ultimately obviously well, I'm not going to spoil it for you guys. I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to tell the tell the IMDb. Is it 8.3 that we saw? 8.3. 8.3. So we thought it was going to be like a 6.5 or I something like it, that. I thought it could either be one of these things that comes across like as a dud or it comes across really well. But actually, I agree with that. Like, it's it, just, it's really grown on me over like these last couple of months. You were, I remember we, we were a bit incredulous when we first watched it. We were but like, yeah, where, where it's is this on, going? It's like, grown on me as well. And it's almost like we, I think we um, at some point said it's he's dedicating more time to this octopus than to his own children like <laughs> what the hell's going on and then he like at some point you see he's go he goes um um to see with like with his um kid like i think his it's a son. son yeah his i think it's son, a son I think. and they go swimming together with the octopus and it's a beautiful story and if you just want something that will make you like the feel good like documentary if you need a feel good documentary this is it yeah um so yeah so there you have it these are our, our shows um and I'm very curious to see what you guys think. And if um, if any of these shows also made into your top five. Yeah, me too. Um, you know what's coming, Jen. Oh, I know. Here we go. Were you dancing just now? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so this week's pet peeve comes from Jen. I think it's a shared one, though. It is a shared one, but you can take it home. This is going to make me sound really very... Um, annoying? Yeah, really annoying. But ever since becoming a, a, a sort of running person, and by running person, I mean doing one run per week, um, I think the most annoying thing for a runner is getting stuck behind people that are walking who don't care about moving. <laughs> So often you get people, The where we run at the moment is kind of like a country track. It's quite narrow in places. It's really muddy. It's puddly because it's, you know, winter and it rains a lot. And you get people either taking up the whole path or people that don't move or people that don't pass you by. And I have to say, when you are a runner and you're kind of going for your PB or you're, um, you know, just wanting to make a really good time, nothing more annoying than people that, that don't get out of the way. Or On the flip side, when people do get out of the way and they're very polite, you know, always say thank you always put my hand up to say yeah. thanks but when people don't move it is quite frustrating it is quite frustrating um especially 
at the moment when it's so grim outside and oh. you you made it out of the house and these people are just making your journey slightly more difficult. Um, so yeah, I will have to say that I have that pet peeve myself and I think every runner out there does. I know a lot of people are don't do it intentionally. They're just obviously walking with their friends and they're just trying to also take in the nature in this case where we, where we run. But it's just being mindful of like of other people uh, and sometimes just if you're walking just don't take the whole the whole path like just maybe clear some space for us um and especially around the muddy bits because yeah because i've had some incidents where i've slipped and i could have really hurt myself <laughs> and i think you have as well so yeah just being mindful of that okay cool so we came to the end of episode two i think episode three we're gonna do music maybe are we okay so we're gonna do music in episode three which should come out in a couple of weeks in a couple of weeks time i think music's going to be our focus in the meantime don't forget to follow us on instagram and stuff we like the podcast uh you can find us there and any comments just drop them below uh, in the comment section or just email us at stuff we like the podcast at gmail.com yeah um and i'll speak to you guys soon see you for episode three bye Thank you.